Welcome, my friends, to Scrimey River, the MTG Advice Podcast. I'm Riley. I'm Dennis. And we're here to solve your problems. Along with us, champing at the bit, he almost went in, Dennis, for the, the self-introduction. It's Mushy Scanlon, the guy on the left. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. I'm sure I'm the uh, greatest and most valuable guest you've ever had on this podcast and likely ever will. Top three. Top, top three for top sure. Three. Top three. Mm-hmm. Easy. Yeah. Easy top three. I know the game you're playing. It makes you feel <laughs> a little bit bad. Yeah. No, look, I would say, you know what, Dennis? All of the guests on our podcast have been top three guests. Well, right, it could not be ridiculous. We can't possibly make everybody who's been a guest on the podcast a top three guest. But I, I, I'm pretty sure you can, you have, and you will continue to do that until, <laughs> well, it, until, well, no. it, until it changes to top four. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Exactly, exactly. No, no, no. top three guest, Mushy Scanlon joining us. Um, also, the man who signs both of our paychecks, Dennis. So let's just be a little bit careful, all right? Yeah, let's just tread, tread a little let's lightly, just, Mushy. Coming, da- coming down from his pedestal off of Magic <laughs> FM to join Mushy, us here in the gutter. Mushy, something I really love? Oh, please. Can I tell you something I'm just a huge fan of? Do you know what it is? It's channelfire.com. Oh, me too, man. Oh, do you know how much I love this website? Tell me, tell me. It's really good. Do you know what? It has such a huge range of free content available for anyone and everyone to enjoy from some of the best content creators in the world. Also me. I'm on there as well. Do you know um, what I didn't realize? So cool. obviously you can you can buy cards from ChildFireball.com. You name yeah. any card under the sun, basically, they're going to sell it to you. That's, Ace of that, Spades? That's part Don't of worry about it. Ace of Spades, no problem. Seven of Diamonds, out of stock currently, but we might get them back. But the crazy thing about Channel Fireball is, Roddy, they'll buy your cards. Yeah, I know. Card, you, you're, get, you're getting paid on both they're streets. So dumb. Channel Fireball, they're so dumb. All that rubbish cardboard that you don't want anymore, these idiots at Channel Fireball, they're going to buy it from you. And do you know what? If they're going to give you 30... Oh, wait, Mushy's giving me a look. Sorry. It's all part of the business model that I'm sure has been thought out very, very carefully. Nah, mate. They've left, they left a setting on on the back end by yeah. mistake for oh, sure. you so got to get in there while it's hot. Get those cards in. credit bonus. You sell your colorful bits of cardboard. They're going to give you actual money for that. Oh, my goodness. How stupid. Is... No, channelfarbo.com. Great place. I'm really sorry, Mushy. Please don't find me. I really like this job. <laughs> Good anything to say about Channel Fire? You want to jump in on this ad here, Mushy? No, I think, uh, you know... The buy list is great. There's a 30% bonus. Check it out. Uh, we're always, always, always tinkering with that. The big thing right now is our hot list. We're trying to put a lot of work into the hot list. Cards that we're paying a little bit extra on uh, and that you can, uh, you know, send in. Take advantage of us. Go ahead. Find that loophole. Send those cards in and, uh, you know, prove for once Dennis and Riley right that it actually is a mistake. <laughs> The the soup the super the super extra hot list is what I'm interested in. That's the cards they really want. So like John Sasso himself will come to your house, yeah. kick in the door, and just rip them out of your binder and run away. And just I mean he'll throw he'll cash, throw at the you cash on, the, on the ground on the way out. That's exactly right. It's going to be trailer fluttering after me in the breeze. There you go. Anyway, channelfiber.com proudly sponsoring this podcast. And uh, thank you so Pro- much. Proudly. And... Okay, sponsoring sponsoring this. Okay, reluctantly, reluctantly, reluctantly sponsoring reluctantly this podcast. Sponsoring this podcast, but you know what? That money still spends the same. All right, we are gonna uh, we are gonna get un- underway with uh, Marcia. Actually, can we can we enlist your help with something here? Absolutely. We've had um, there's been a little bit of debate recently. We we posed the question to our listeners a couple of weeks ago about what the followers of the podcast should be called. Now, there's been a couple of suggestions, been a couple of submissions. Uh, Dennis and I have a front runner in mind, and we're just looking to get that mushy scandal seal of approval. Sure. So let me hit you with a couple here, see what you think about this one. Dennis, mm-hmm. I know you, you've been keeping on this one. One of the ones we got, I like this one, was the Good Samaritans. The Good Pretty good. Samaritans. Do you know, like a Good Samaritan? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Smar- Samaritan. Mm. It's okay. And it, it, it leans into the helping nature of the podcast. I we're think that's de- good. We're definitely Good Samaritans. Dennis, you got one for us? Uh, we got Smarauders, like very that good. That one's the good. The word Marauder contained entirely like within the name, very neat, yeah. very good. Smarauders is quite good. Um, but the front runner for both of us, and if you're if you're ready to, well, I'm ready to sign sign off on this. To do the deal here and now. So I'm curious. Obviously, I was on the outside. I, I have no idea what the submissions were, but mm. I'm surprised you didn't have something like Power Movers or something. You know, some you know. Something that really capitalized on the power move yeah, segment. Yeah, we are known for our skip. power moves, yeah, aren't yeah, we? Yeah. Yeah. Power, I don't know. The power we're probably, moves... We're probably three or four good episodes away from renaming this Magic Power Moves podcast, right? Power Movers sounds like a removalist company with just like the biggest hunks. Like people with or like, rippling or, muscles. Or much, mechs. Much like yourself. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's thank you for noticing. Much. Yeah, I've, been hitting, I've been hitting the gym. No, um, this one was submitted Who's overwhelmingly. Who's Jim? Does Jim owe you money? What's going on? <laughs> um this one overwhelmingly submitted by a, a bunch a bunch of different people too many to name the scry babies love it it it, it, it is a great name it's truly really truly a great name scry babies well thank you for joining us this week scry babies and for the 15 weeks prior and hopefully many more weeks to come many more weeks to come soon you'll be scry toddlers and scry adults if you uh, if you stay with us <laughs> but no no look we'll, i think we'll stick with scry babies now so you ready to sign off on that one
Dennis Trinkle writes in and asks, uh, good choice of name there, Dennis. I suppose you're, you're, I should be commending your parents, not you, but anyway. As a newer player, I still find that I get salty when someone plays cards that feel unfair to me. Intellectually, I recognize that they're perfectly legal and that someone has just put together a strong deck that is challenging to beat, which is just what I want. Good competition. Emotionally, however, I still often feel like my opponents are cheating when they play counter spells, board sweepers, or cards with when you do X, you win the game conditions. The feeling I have is that the basic structure when you learn is that it's a couple of wizards throw down some creatures and have at it. Then some clever chap starts going outside the rules and makes it so I can't even play my cards. Again, I'm sure this is just getting getting used to the game and i fully recognize that this feeling isn't justified since it is part of the game and i do this to my opponents too i love running a strong control deck and building somebody out for example but i'm looking for any tips on how to reconcile myself to playing against different styles of decks interesting question lots to unpack you what's your initial take on this mush you got a you got a bit of a look on your face there mate so i look i was all in i get it we've all been in those those learning stages where you know for instance when i when i was learning to play we thought wrath of god right it said you know Bury creatures. Bury was a keyword that said you could be regenerated, but we would have cards like Wall of Bone out. We were like, no, 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 no. You, you've got to be able to regenerate, right? You know, so sweepers have that effect. Um, counter spells have always been something notoriously unfun to play against. Where Dennis really loses me here is mm. he's complaining about this stuff, and then he says something like, I love running a strong control deck or milling yeah. someone out, which yeah. is exactly what he's complaining yeah. about. Exactly. I'm with Mashi here too. But here's the thing, he's self-aware about it. He gets some points back for that, surely. This, this is what I want, to, I want to pick up on because I think everyone goes through this journey, especially people who are new to card games generally, even you know, even if maybe they've played a different card game that come to Magic. Or games that have an element of chance as well in exactly. general. One thing I want to pick up on here is that, yeah, not only is Dennis self-aware about it, he's asking the right questions, but something that Dennis also says here is that, that he says, this is just what I want. Good competition, right? So you got you got to pick which corner you're in. You either want good competition, mm. or you don't want to play against counter spells. It's it's you can't you can't pick and choose there. You know. It, well, oh no no, I beg to differ, Dennis. Let me let me talk to you, Dennis to Dennis here for a second. <laughs> let me tell you about this wonderful way you can play Magic, where there's barely any counter spells and it's still good competition. Dennis, my friend, it's called limited. Okay, all right. If you want to play creatures and smack them into each other. Head on down to a draft, baby. That's actually a really good pay. That's a no really mill, no counter advice. spell, like ninety percent of the it's time. Just if you want magic, yeah, good clean it. magic, good clean magic, as the good Doctor Garfield intended. I love that. The only caveat is, in my experience, limited. <clears throat> you don't have to deal with the control element that you're clearly talking about here, but he specifically calls out board sweepers, and board sweepers go up in order of magnitude of power. Uh, in terms of the game and, and the match, mm. in limited, right? A yeah, good board but, sweeper. Yeah, but they're rare. Like, like, the no, I'm with you. I'm with you. It's just like, if that's going to tilt him. But, but, yeah, and look, some, sometimes arena breaks and everybody drafts Merfolk Secret Keepers and Mill is a massive thing in limited too. So it's not a, but it's I not think, foolproof. I think your advice is actually... I think it's A plus. It's Choice. really good. Like play. Choice. I would be. I, I'm, I'm offended by how incredibly surprised you guys are about no, that. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mate. I'm just surprised because I was ready for this with with different. I was ready with you know personal growth advice. Being talking about stuff like uh-huh. we all go through this. Mm-hmm. We all get. We all have a point in our magic careers where we're like, oh, counter spells, you know, roths, whatever. These cards. Like I still hate playing against Thoughtseize. I think Thoughtseize is a fundamentally unfair card, even though it's like one of the most fun cards. Like, sorry. One of the most fair cards. Yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. really unfun. I hate Thoughtseize, but you, you just have to learn to live with it. Like, you don't have to play with it. You may have to play against it. And part of developing as a magic player is recognizing that, yeah, like, blue mages are going to come with their counter spells. White mages are going to come with their sweepers. And you have to be... You, you don't get to pick and choose. But, you know, my advice there was, if you really can't hack it, start moving to the casual table, to the kitchen table, to the EDH mm-hmm. table, with you know, that sort of thing. But no, Dennis, like this is what's surprising about your nah. advice. Not that it's really good. Like just draft and you're no, always going to be slamming creatures yeah. into each other. I think you nailed it. The emotional growth though is look, you can't, uh, you, you can't chide your opponents and get frustrated with your opponents for playing counter spells when you're toting a bunch of counter spells yourself. Ah, you can't. Here's the deal, though. Emotional growth, actually dealing with your problems, developing as a sounds person. Hard. Sounds really Sounds difficult. hard. Yep. You know what sounds easy? Heading to channelfarble.com, picking Sweet. up one of those yeah. baller box draft sets. Oh, yeah. You're off, baby. Yeah. No yeah. counter spells in sight. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Yeah, this is actually very good advice. So, I mean, you, you, could, you could take the hard route. You could take the, you know, personal growth, changing yourself, working, you know, maturing, growing up. Uh, all that sort of stuff. Oh, channelfarble.com. Draft, 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 yeah. draft, can, can, draft. Can I just say, having listened to many uh, episodes of Scrimea River, 
the questions become a lot less engaging when Dennis just finds the right answer. Yeah, and they, you know what I mean. It's, yeah, it's, it's like, it's a, yeah, it's like, oh, we found the right answer. What are we going to sit like, here and talk uh, about now? Great question, Trinkle. Yeah. Try draft yeah. next. What if we what if we took like incredibly direct short questions? It was like, hey guys, uh, what's the nearest Taco Bell to my house? Here's my address. I'm like, oh dude, it's the one on third 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 Avenue. They're like, great, thanks. And the podcast's like four minutes long, and they're just like, Chris was an objectively numerical correct answers. And we just got to get through like the highest number possible. I quite like that. All right, we'll send in your easy to answer questions, and next week's oh, show the speed round. Number. Speed, 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 speed run. run. Speed run. Speed run. Speed yeah, yeah. Good, good, good podcast done quick. Yeah, that, that'll be next week's episode. All right. <laughs> good podcast done quick. Our next question, boys, comes to us from Will Patterson, who asks, so during Theros pre-release, I assume this is, this is either from Theros Beyond Death or this is a long story that Will's been sitting on for a long time. Anyway. Uh, pre-release it's the final round and I'm 3-1 decent prizes on the line my opponent is an old acquaintance from when I first started playing Magic I've gotten more competitive since then where he has played more casually he opens the match by mocking my so-called try-hard tactics for example shuffling his deck as opposed to just cutting tracking life totals with a pen and paper it's not a try-hard tactic but sure whatever firstly is this a power move making your opponent feel bad about good habits that protect them from misrepresented game states and cheaters if it is it's an extremely low level one but it's fun- scummy, yeah. Yeah, this is not, yeah. Anyway, fast forward to the end of game three. I swing for seven, which is exacties. I say good game. And my opponent, who is using a spin down, who is on spin down life counter tech, says, no, I'm at nine. I've, of course, been keeping good notes on damage and verbally communicating life total every change. We disagree, but I'm pretty, pretty far ahead. It's game three of the final round. And I don't see uh, a way my opponent gets past this many lethal threats. So I say, fine. I guess you're at two now. I'll beat you next turn. Should I have called it judge? I have no doubt it would have been ruled in my favor since I kept notes and verbally confirmed. But what about the social cost? Mm. I decided not to be the tryhard at the pre-release, but it all feels gross. Love the show. I didn't message Dennis. <laughs> so first well, of all... Well, I mean, I appreciate Will not, you know, wanting to... Like, Riley has a lot more free time than I do, so I appreciate whoa. him. Like, wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know what? He sent it to me because he knew that it was going to get the, the consideration that it was due and deserved and wasn't going to be, you know, chucked out with the with the rest of the Dennis correct answers off the top of the dome straight away. You know, it'd be thought about. It'd be, it'd be masticated upon and, and, you know, get those good, good advice juices out of it. Um, so let's make something very clear. Will hasn't done anything wrong. Yeah. No, agreed. Like from, from I think I think Will I think Will did everything right. I think Will got himself into a tricky situation and I think Will handled it perfectly. Yeah, but the, the, the tough the tough spot is here. Saying that, I mean and, and this is what I want to congratulate Will for as well. The social cost. Moshi, that's mm-hmm. what he's wondering about here. That's what he's confused that's what he's concerned about. The social cost of calling making a judge call that is ultimately going to be if you if you're attacking for lethal next turn, you're going to beat them next turn anyway. Do you need to call the judge over to win this turn to win by to play by the rules? What's the what's the What's the right thing to do there? That's hard. So I think reading reading this, I think it's like almost like a two-part question. There's one where this guy's chiding him for these quote-unquote try-hard tactics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think, look, as long as you're not a jerk, as long as you're not being I, 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 you know, incredibly rules lawyerly and just going nuts on things like that, play magic the way you want to play magic. Yeah, there is a line. I don't think Will is anywhere close no, to it. Agreed. Agreed. So no. I, that, that's kind of part one. And then part two is this this uh, idea of, hey, you're at a pre-release. This is happening. You feel that inevitability is on your side. Do you call a judge? I think it's a great question. And I actually think Will answered it correctly. Now, I am never one to shy away from calling a judge. Yeah. I don't think if, if Will changed this question if it, it actually factually thinks it happened differently and he said and then i called the judge and the judge ruled in my favor was i wrong i wouldn't i would have said no you were right there too i Agreed, think the, yeah. i think he took the better course here i agree with the course he took i think it was smart uh my hope is we don't we don't really know we're kind of left hanging my hope is he eventually won the game um but I assume so. I don't think he writes in the question like this if he didn't. No, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise it becomes completely different. But I you know, can I be really honest? I don't think I would have done it. I think I would have called a judge. I don't think I would have let this person, quote unquote, get away with it, especially if they're being a jerk earlier. Like, well, here's the thing: this, this, much like like overprescribing antibiotics for like bacteria and stuff, does this contribute to people being like, "Oh, you're trying hardy about stuff"? Does letting them quote unquote get away with it like this should Will have foregone the social cost and the social cachet in the order of like objective cosmic justice? Well, I. I don't even I don't even take it to that level. The, the fact is, hey, you give me a bad time for being a tryhard. Guess what? You can't keep track of your life total correctly. Yeah. And then I call a judge over, and the judge verifies, oh yeah, hey man, you you missed this two damage, and it's like, okay, so you give me a bad time for the way I play magic, for how I'm keeping track of things, and you aren't able to do it. 
So at a pre-release though, are you are you going to call a judge on your opponent using the Wizards of the Coast provided spin down life counter as a life counter? No, because they're not using it correctly. That's not that's the the, the the what they're using to track the life total is irrelevant. I mean, it's sure it's a game material that's provided for the tournament. That's irrelevant. This I think Moshi's got, got a great point. This person is openly mocking. <laughs> Moshi's making very rude gestures of tennis on the, on the webcam now. I was pointing at him. How is that rude? Moshi looked like Moshi looked like he was doing a silent movie era wrestling promo. Yeah, yeah, it, it looked, looked like, like he was mouthing the word vacuum again uh, to Dennis. Anyway, um, no. You sit down across from your opponent, you mock them for being a tryhard, and then you stuff up basic game mechanics like tracking live turtles. That is not on. That's a hundred percent not on. Like if the person was yeah. a if the person was new, right? And if the person was like, no, 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 I'm definitely on nine, and you know, or, I'm, I'm not on seven, da 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 da, I've been keeping track of it. And you're like, no, no, listen, like, all right. If they were a bit more chilled out about it, mm-hmm. but this person's just come out swinging, like saying that no, absolutely, like this is you've you know you've you've convinced me hundred percent. Definitely call the judge and teach this kind of person that you know shaming someone for the way that they play. And look, you know what? It works the same in reverse. If you're the tryhard and you're giving someone else a hard time because they played a much more casual level, I'd be teeing off at you as well for doing that. Because no, I agree. Play magic I agree. The way that they on the level at which they feel comfortable. Agreed. Well, here's the thing. I think we all agree that Will would have been well within his rights to call a judge. But mm. do you think Will should have? Yes, I do. I do. Okay. Because so, this person's not going to learn anything from this. That's and, what I mean. That's what I meant by cause, cause with justice or like responsibility. Does he have responsibility to teach this person? I'm okay with I'm okay with the course of action he took, particularly because it sounds like it sounds like they were friends or they they, they he says old acquaintance, you know, from yeah. when he first started playing magic. But you know, it's like I said originally. I, I, I think that however you handled this, it sounds like Will handled it with class, and that's the important part, right? He sits there and says, do I want to incur this social cost by doing this? Maybe I don't. Okay. And just being self-aware of that in and of itself is huge, you know? Uh, agreed. And But, I mean, the other side of it saying, you know what? As Riley's already said, come on. We're not keeping storm count here. It's your freaking life, life total. total. And yeah, you're screwing exactly. it up. Yeah. And you're giving me a bad time for writing this stuff down, and I'm getting it right Maybe maybe you need to get a comeuppance. I'm not against that either. There's a line, right? If your opponent is drawing a card before they untap their permanence at a pre-release, like I'm not calling a judge oh, yeah, about that. Come on, because like whatever, that's yeah. not that's not meaningful. But if if your opponent again is like mocking you for wanting to play correctly, then playing incorrectly themselves, and then you're being punished as a result of that, get out of here. Yeah, get out of here with that. I want to I want to put this to our audience. So yeah. scrybaby scrybabies out there, <laughs> uh, please do write in on Twitter to at Stranjack or at Riley Query Tower and let us know what you think is beyond the pale. What is unacceptable rules lawyering? All right. What yeah. is over the line? Here's the situation. Right. Let's 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 distill it. You're at a pre-release. Your opponent has mocked you for wanting to play seriously. Later on, you attack for lethal. They haven't recorded the life totals properly. You know they're dead. They say, no, I'm not. I've got, I've got two extra life, whatever else they're like that. Do you call a judge on them? It's as simple as that. We, well, I, wanted to, I wanted to make it a little more nebulous because Will, Will Patterson didn't want to pay the social cost. And now there's ostensibly going to be a poll on Channel Fireball's Twitter being like, hey, is Will Patterson's friend from the Theros Beyond pre-release a jerk? That's, and that's it. That's good. That's good. Accu- this is, you know what? This is the Wikipedia approach to truth. It's truth via consensus. And wow. we've kept we've kept it nice and anonymous, but I, I think Dennis, you, have, have we kept it anonymous? I mean, we, Will, Will Patterson's we'll, we'll, mates know who it is. I mean, <laughs> that's between that's between him and his mates. But the, the the other question that you were posing, Dennis, I think is more kind of like where is the line? Where because where, mm. Riley's Riley's one hundred percent on call a judge. I think it's better to not call the judge. I don't think there's a wrong answer. And it sounds to me I think like... It's, I think I, look, we all agree that Will would have been well within his rights to. I think I probably would have done the same thing in Will's position. Same here. And so that that's question one. And then question two, which is what Riley's saying, like, what would you do in this scenario? But the question it sounds like you're asking is, okay, well, where is the line? When is it like, Yeah, what no, is an example of something that is clearly over the line? We need some karmic justice here, right? All right. Yeah. Well, we'll find out. Tweet at us. Let us know what's going on. We'll maybe digest some of those answers next week. So um, you you go first with the, you read out <clears throat> Justin Barnes. All right. Ready? Yeah. Paramount right, here. It's time for <laughs> what is the most the, the the everyone's favorite part of the show, including mine. This time, oh. I am the captain. All right. It's time wow. for I got Captain Phillips. 
That was un- I got to see a power move. You get to listen to it. I got to listen to it and see it. That was and Riley. Set I mean, it up perfectly. it's a little it's a little derivative. I did it at the top of the show last week. It's so a little counts. derivative, but that's okay. no, But the way the way he's the way he directed is like okay. So Dennis, you're gonna take the first one. Uh, yeah, you're gonna start yeah. it up and then oh we'll no, go. hook line and sinker. He, he teed you up for it and boom, that oh, was nice. that was awesome. Anyway, it is time for power moves, and uh, Marsha, you're going to kick us off this week. You got you got one to share with us. I really like this one. <clears throat> okay, so you know I don't, I, I don't get the opportunity to play li- uh, live ma- magic in general, but particularly live magic as much as I'd like to uh, anymore. And so the the times I actually get to play like live magic, be it cube, be it you know draft or um, standard constructed, whatever. Tabletop required, yeah. Yeah, I really, really savor it. And so sometimes, you know, get into stuff, particularly at, at, at Magic Fest or GPs. Um, and, and I've had this experience a, a bit in the main event where I'm playing and someone just, you know, being very, very rules loyally, just doing, making, making it extremely unpleasant to play. Mm-hmm. And I get that that's their power move. They're just like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to be really, really unpleasant, get in your head uh, and, and make you make mistakes. But for me at this point, um, you know, I just want to enjoy when I play magic. So normally if I'm, if I'm against an opponent like that, I'll just say, you know what? Don't worry about it. Scoop up my cards, grab my deck, fill out the match slip or whatever, and just walk away. I, I don't want to play magic that way. And I just rather would, I'd rather find the next game or the next match and go have some fun playing magic. So good. It's so there's good. Two, there's two things here. For one, one, this is like a classic anti-bullying tactic. Yeah. You know, like if someone's bullying you or making fun of you and you don't let them because like you don't let it affect you, it removes all their power. And two, you've now made them feel lame because you're like, all right, if it means so much to you, man, it's all yours. That's fine. And that's definitely a paramount. It's so good because like, so like, you know, we talked about the the legend asshole axis, right? Whether a a power move is a legend move or an asshole move. This is so far on the legend axis because it makes you look like an absolute superstar and makes them look like an absolute fool, right? Because yeah, going, this you know is what? like a, this is a this is a lawful good power move. This game isn't even worth my time anymore. I'm not going to spend another second. I'm not going to waste another second of my time on, on you. It's so good. Oh wow! I, I, it's so funny. I, I never thought of it as a power move. It's just more like you know what? I I, I want to go have fun playing magic. It's it's it's. I can't I can't but get through this. The neutrality, the altruism of it, is what makes it such a power move. Because they're just going to sit there being like, "Wow, that was okay." Well, you know, I well maybe they won't. Maybe they're just a, an asshole full and through and through, oh, they, yes. and they won't they won't give it a second thought. But so you know, fun, if you fun. can provoke a little bit of like introspection and reflection from someone by doing that, well, beautiful. I love it. Um. Anyway, Dennis, please. I'm not going to do it to you again this time, mate. Go ahead. Let's kick things off from the user submitted power. The the, the viewers, the viewer. It's not they're not viewers or users. The listener submitted power moves. They're viewers. You don't know if people aren't just staring at the cover of the podcast while they listen to it on Spotify. <laughs> they could be. <laughs> All right, Justin Barnes. So this power right, so move got... comes to us from Justin Barnes. Oh, Play... gonna, oh I was going to snipe you. Playing in a PPTQ WNQP in Salem, Oregon. And I see a player. <laughs> Dennis just deleted it from the document. Dennis just deleted it from the show notes. This is just, we're just layering power moves on power moves on power moves. Oh, my moves. God. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Marshall. Right, yes, okay, you read okay. it. Playing in a PPTQ, WPNQP. I don't even know what that means. What is going on? In Salem, Oregon. And I see a player to the side of me is playing all his cards facing his opponent. Then after mm-hmm. I hear him announce... Top, top, loudly, I laugh and mention power moves. He says, excuse me? I say, you must listen to Scry Me a River. You know, with Riley Knight and that other guy? They talk about power moves like these. Ha, ha, ha. He then says, never heard of her. Oops, what do you got here? Need to move your mouse, Dennis. <laughs> you're, co- you're covering yeah. the last of it. Okay, he then says, never heard of her. This could be Mark Boyd himself. I'm going to check the player sheet now. Oh, I mean... Is this guy a scrybaby who then pretended not to know who we are and also misgendered me on purpose? Like, that's that's pretty good. That's, that's pretty savage. That's pretty savage. If, if, if both of these people ended up being scrybabies and the other one, like, not even power moved the, the player, like, just power moved us knowing that this would end up on the show. And like, I love the joke. I love the, like, the suggestion this could be Mark Boyd. And we got someone tweeted this to me the, the, during this week. Dude, I cannot wish, I cannot tell you how much I wish that Mark Boyd had been me all along. 
I can't oh, express yeah. to you how much I wish that yeah. he wasn't real. Someone tweeted and it was saying, just me Riley, you're going to find out that that Mark Boyd has been Dennis all along. And I was like, you know what? It's not 0%. It's not 0%. It's not. But now that seed's planted, I'm golden. Because I know it's 0%. It's you. There's no way. Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be so good. Anyway, I like this one. I, I mean, it's not it's not really a very repeatable power move. Uh, the setup cost is enormously high, but I, I, I still think it was, uh, it was pretty cool. Anyway. Do you think there's people out there who are just, like, there must be people out there who just play their cards face up face you know the other way oh yeah oh god it's the worst i hate it it's it's awful we had to change the rules for coverage because adrian sullivan top eight it and he play all of his cards upside down so we had to change the rules say no you have to you have to have your cards facing yourself it's awful i will say this 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 isn't maybe replicable on a person by person baby a baby person by person basis Mm. but every scry baby in the world can do this Whenever they interact That's with true. each other. You know, like, you know how some communities like podcasts or streamers or whatever, they try to build a community of positivity and, in- and inclusion <laughs> and support. <laughs> All the scrybabies are out there just trying to, like, one-up each other with power moves. You, we, we just saw it in this segment, right? All, all the scrybabies. The right, it's, it's just infighting within the podcast. Oh, dear. Now that we've said it enough times, I'm becoming creeped out by the name scrybabies, by the way. No, it's I'm not in, sitting I'm, right in my brain. I'm loving it. I'm oh, loving it's great. It. It's It's perfect. An next power move comes to us from Mohammed Al-Sabah, who says, At a PTQ, my opponent was taking too long, so I told him I had the negate for the Gideon that he was thinking about playing. He thinks I'm lying. He plays the Gideon, and I negate it. I tell him that I would never lie to him, and tell him the rest mm. of my hand and every card that I drew from then on. I even drew a land, told him, Oh, this is just a land, but I'll keep it in hand to bluff, and I won, and he was very bewildered by the whole situation and didn't know what to do. I love it. Aggressive malicious truth telling it's very good this is brilliant this is a great power move i love it because no one's expecting this right no yeah. you know everyone's expecting to be just and you just say no i've got i've got a negate and they go mm, okay well obviously they don't have a negate they're just mm-hmm. told them i'll just jam it like oh i had the negate like i'm not gonna lie to you yeah oh it's great it's, it's all about establishing that trust and then just totally you know ter- making that left turn in albuquerque yeah, yeah they have no idea what's going on yeah, anymore exactly because they expect to be subverted they like and you're you're it's about layers then, right? Because mm. which layer, which level are you on compared to which level they're on like that? I love this. Aggressive truth-telling. I'm a big fan of that. Well, the main thing this does is it, le- it forces your opponent to spend brain power figuring <laughs> out whether you're double, triple, quadruple costing them. The exactly. But you're just, you're, and you, you spend zero power because you're yeah. just reading the cards as they come into your hand. Yeah, no problem. It. The other side of this is I'm telling you, guess what, Riley? Hmm. I will... I, I'm basically playing open-handed, and I'm still going to beat and you. you. I'm still, still I'm still going to crush win. you. I'm going to tell you every card I draw. Mm. I'm going to tell you that I'm keeping this card, even though it's just a land, because I'm bluffing you out, even though I've told you what else is in my hand, and I'm still, still going to beat you. Yeah, yeah. That's, 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 that's the ultimate conclusion. Anyway, uh, we've got another listener submit a power move here Dennis you can go through but it's not our power of the week it is it's it's from Jamez a regular contributor but Dennis regular it's the runner up yeah what what's what's Jamez got for us this week Jamez writes in with another power move here Riley a couple of weeks ago a devilishly handsome and charming listener suggested blind top top on a scry 2 for a power move was that Adam uh I think it was yeah uh yeah. I can't remember who it was but it, that's a well established power move now yeah, yeah. The, yeah the blind top top this week's submission, I love that this implies J-Maz is going to keep the hard hitters coming, is the Maniac's version of that move, and it involves letting your opponent make as many decisions for you as you can. Like- Scry one, just show them the card. Where do you want this? You mulligan to six, whole hand face up. You pick the card I bought him. That's awesome. Thoughts, oh. thoughts is you? Yeah, just describe whatever you want. Oh, Magic so is hard enough to good. play just using your own cards. Think about the mental stress you put on your opponent when they have to also play your deck. You know what? Knowing how all Magic players are, I'm thinking if you just go grab a bite and let them play both decks, you'll come back to them beating themselves with your deck. <laughs> no one likes to play suboptimal Magic. You just like, hey, you play it out, yeah, dude. Yeah. You play it out. It's fine. I'll go and get someone to eat. And then they've been like, well, then, okay. Well, then you would attack and I can block here. But if they have, oh, you do have the removal spell. So you move it there like that. And all of a sudden, like, of course, because, yeah, you're just getting them to spend mental energy. Oh, it's true. It's so good. But the thing is, uh, the, my, fa- my favorite here is thought season. You add just discover whatever you want. I don't need to see him. Yeah, just just discover whatever you want. Just Raven's crime, whatever. It's fine. This is this is so much. This is this isn't really. This is like a series of power moves. It's a power philosophy, right? You've, you've just changed mm. everything. Especially when it's like, hey, you're going to make all the relevant decisions. I I can't I can't even be bothered mm. to look at this stuff or know this stuff, and I'm still going to win, right? That's the whole still essence win. of it, right? So this is just a whole philosophy of how you treat that match. This would be the power move of the week and i'm so sorry to jamez that your title has been stolen from you but 
Dennis and Marshy, I've got to, I've got to tell you a story because I haven't heard this one. The power, I've been saving it. The power move of the week this week goes to Martin User, Hall of Famer, right? Who isn't didn't submit it to the show. This one was hand delivered in person to me myself. He power moved me like you wouldn't believe, right? So after the coverage of uh, of Magic Fest, oh sorry, of, of uh, Players Tour Phoenix. Phoenix, which is at Magic Fest Phoenix, Phoenix of course. Uh, we had a bit of time, so we went, did, we, did, we went and did a mystery booster draft. I posted a picture of my deck. It's the best middle limited deck I've ever put together, and I, and, I, and I crushed Martin and others mercilessly with it. It was brilliant, right? But anyway, Martin and I are shuffling up, ready for the game, and he gets distracted. There's this cosplayer who comes past, and he's like, oh, it, actually, it, was, it was the, the I can't remember her name, the, one, the lady with the huge, like, Avacyn wings. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I, uh, her name escapes me right now. She did Elspeth as well. Yeah, yeah. And then she had kind of like this goth emo Avison that actually looked it, it was really, in, it really was good. So, it looked great. Yeah. So Martin goes, I was like, hang on, I'm just going to get a picture with her because I've been memeing to all weekend. I'm like, yeah, sure, no worries. So I grab his deck. I put seven islands on the top of it, right? And then when I come Stack back... It, yeah. Just I, pure bareface cheating. Just cheating. Sold. Just absolute bareface cheating, right? And I put it back in front of him like I presented, right? He gets my that sort of stuff. Draws his opening hand, seven islands, like, oh, oh like, because it's, it's very casual, like, Martin, no friend, so it's very casual, that sort of thing. And I'm like, oh, what's wrong? With you? What's up? He's like, oh, it's just, oh, it's unbelievable. Like, I, I have to mulligan. I'm like, oh, what, what is it? And he shows me seven islands, like, oh, what are the odds of that happening? Oh, isn't that funny, right? Anyway, so I'm, I'm there having a good, because other people there, like Maria Marshall, they all saw it, and we were all having a good giggle. Anyway, he goes to draw his seven, and he's thinking about, and I'm like, no, no, seriously, it's all right, just stay at seven, it's fine. And he's like, no, 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 it's, obviously I'm going to mulligan. No, 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 seriously, stay at seven. And I'm like, he goes, no, no, I'll mulligan. It's, I'm like, no, mate, I stacked your deck. It's fine. Like, stay at seven. It's okay, right? And he's like, oh, okay. So, yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, this, this, this. like, it was, it was good because he looked like an idiot in front of people. Yeah. And that's what a power move is all about, right? Anyway. So the other good thing was I then went to absolutely crush him. Uh, I, I used the trick that, our, uh, that um, uh, Muhammad sent in, actually, because he was thinking about an all-out attack and he thought I had settled wreckage, right? Because anything can be mystery boosters. I was like, I don't have settled wreckage. I don't. It's fine. Don't worry about it. And then he attacked with everything. And I had the 5 5 flyer that has settled the wreckage stapled onto it. It's the flash. Yeah. It's a seven, uh, seven drop five. I can't remember. Angel of the final something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Anyway, it's absolutely got it. Anyway, that's not the power move. I'm not here just here to to- toot my own. Just, just real quick. I thought the power move was Martin was going to keep the seven islands and the so Riley. And that. <laughs> No, I crushed him. That, that would have been cr- Can you imagine, though, if, he'd, if he, he's like, ah, and then he, he's like, ah, right, fine, I'll keep, and then he proceeds to just crush and, Riley. Oh, no, no. He, no, no. What if he just, like, wasn't like, ah, oh, like the parent movement, he just picks up the seven, which Riley knows Riley's, and he goes, huh, keep? Yeah, that would have been pretty, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? He wasn't on that level. He wasn't on a whole other level because the next game, I'm sat down, I'm playing against someone, and uh, a judge comes over, taps me on the shoulder, says, Riley, can I talk to you for a second? I'm like, sure. So I get taken away from the table. And the judge says, is there anything uh, anything you want to tell me about an incident that uh, happened between you and Martin before? And I was like, oh my and, God. And my guts just turned over because this judge, she was so serious and she was so full on. And I'm like, um, uh, yeah, sure. So what happened was like, you know, I was sitting there playing like Martin and I are good friends. And like when he was a bit distracted, so I picked up his deck and I, I put seven islands on the top. And like I did it as a joke, obviously. And I told him straight away afterwards there like that. And she's like, all right, so let me get this straight. You decided that you would commit deck manipulation, cheating. You would commit an illegal action because you thought it was going to be funny. And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, Martin and I are friends, that sort of stuff. And she says, this was, this is sanctioned magic. You cannot do this sort of thing. Right. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm standing there going, how am I going to get through this Reddit thread? What am I going to say (laughs) to people on Twitter? You know, all the people came out the woodwork. Like, oh, I've always known it. I've always known there was something sketchy about yeah, that always guy. Been a cheater, yeah. Always, always, always been a cheater. Always been a cheater. Always been a cheater. You go back, you watch him on coverage. He's cheating at the desk. He's yeah. always doing it. And I was thinking, <laughs> like, my career's in tatters. Like, what am I going to do here when I get DQ'd for cheating in a side event draft against Martin User? Like, what is it? Anyway, so I'm there trying to explain myself. I'm like, look, look, honestly, like, I didn't, you know, I'm, I'm, I absolutely did it. But, like, I just, and I told him straight away. And I obviously wouldn't have let him play. And then Martin jumps out from behind the table and goes, bah! Like this, he's absolutely got me. He had put the judge up to it, right? He'd gone to the judge and said, hey, can you go and get Riley out of that game and go and tell him because of the, the, the thing like that. But she delish. I was, I was cracked by Dax. The, this judge, she delivered it with the st- like stone cold poker face. And I honestly, I thought I was going to get DQ'd. I thought I was going to get DQ'd and, 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 you know, sent to wizard jail. It was awful. So the power move of the week this week, boys. Goes to Hall of Famer Martin User for absolutely riggedy wrecking me. It was unbelievable. 
That's amazing. As listeners know, I'm a big fan of power moves that could get Riley suspended from the DCI. Oh, yeah. That's way up my alley. Oh, okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I mean, please don't do it anymore, anyone. I've, I've certainly more than had my fill, but... Oh, jeez. Got a question here from WTF's Ajeskai. It is a uh, three-color pairing of uh, red, white, and blue. But uh, he writes in and says, Hi, Dennis. Got a question for Smar if you and Riley can fit it in. What was it that got you into magic in the first place, and what was it about the game that sank its teeth into you that kept you playing for so long? He goes on to say, For me, it was actually Riley's coverage of GP Birmingham, the Legacy Finals in 2018, that got me hooked as I had no idea how to play Magic, but Riley's commentary made it so understandable and it's solid content like Smart that both you and Riley make to keep me coming back for more. Listen, thank you so much, WTS Jessica. I hope the check we sent you to write in that question is cleared and you're all squared away. Thank you very, very much for sending that in. But that's a nice, sweet little story. Oh, money well spent as well. That's where those Channel 5 sponsorship dollars are going for those Dorothy Dixes mm. there like that. Um, interesting that, that uh, this question deals with what is undeniably one of my broadcasting career highlights because that was when Gary Campbell, who's a mate of mine and, Gary, and, and the, the, the godfather of Scottish magic, won that incredible oh my God. Grand Prix. That is, I, I mean, was that, there. Yeah, it I was it was insane. The energy, the atmosphere, the the tension, the drama, everything was just, that, that was an incredible weekend. So I'm really glad that it's, it's that it impacted someone. Do you want to know something else interesting about that weekend, Riley? Uh, go on. That's the first time we met. No, it's not. What are you talking about? Yes, it is. That you was, came into the game show. Yeah, that was GP Birmingham 2017, mate. Oh, you're right. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you're right. Yeah, it was a year later. But I did come and do the game. I tried to do the game show, but that was late because I was too busy doing Gary, Gary. But um, yeah, no, I did come and do that. Um, nice of you to forget our anniversary, Dennis. Wow. Wow. Um, <laughs> anyway, Marshall, why don't you kick us off? Tell us your, tell us your magic art. What got you into magic? Oh, I had a buddy. Well, oh, wait, go ahead. Well, it was, but this was back when they had actual like wizards and dragons still around. Yeah, still yeah, roaming, still roaming the earth. Still roaming yeah, the earth, no. exactly. Yeah. Like the bits that on the map that said, here be dragons were actually literally. It was yeah. true. It was, yeah. it was an actual description. Uh, you know, I had a, I had a friend um, who it, it's funny. I I came up working a lot of cons, like sci-fi cons, fantasy cons, and anime cons. Um, and we were working on an anime convention um, that's now defunct. I think it might have been it might have been Anime Expo before it moved to LA. It was either Anime Expo '92 or Anime America in '93. Um, and I was three years old. <laughs> I was I was uh... a twinkle in your dad's eye. Yeah, I was good intentions. <laughs> I was I uh, I was in seventh grade, so I was twelve ish, eleven, twelve, and um, my friend had discovered Magic: The Gathering, um, and we were supposed to be working on you know some stuff for the con, but really we were just kind of f-ing around watching TV. And he's like, "Hey, do you want to learn this game?" Uh, and this was an era. I don't know if everyone goes through his Magic phase. A lot of people I know, and I certainly went through this phase where. He was like, oh, here's my black deck, which was literally like, you know, 95 cards. It was all all the black cards he had. And then he had a red deck, which was all the red cards he owned and, you know, all the white cards he owned. Um, and that's how we learned to play, you know, and, and I, we got into that. And then that kind of became a social thing. Um, that social group uh, that we were part of, this con group, we'd get together. I remember at a roundtable pizza, not too far from where we're recording this episode, about 15 minutes from here. Um, I think it was on Monday nights or Tuesday nights. And we, we would just play. Uh, it it wasn't one-on-one. We were playing, you know, it was group magic. There was five or six of us at the table. Uh, and I loved it. And um, I kept playing. I eventually got more competitive. But that really wasn't for years and years until after high school. Um, and then, of course, uh, I was lucky enough to find a, a job and a career working in the industry. So why not? Just a classic Riley. high school high school mates? These, yeah, high school, well... Middle school, middle school. High sorry, school. Yeah, 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 middle school. Yeah. Over here, and then I, pl- right. I played a bunch with uh, some brothers in high school, and they don't really play as much anymore. They're down in LA, um, <clears throat> but that's also how I met how I met Channel Fireball President and CEO John Sasso. Uh, a few years a few years later, around 1995, uh, I became a customer at Superstars, which of course is the precursor to Channel Fireball. Yeah, well. Oh wait! This is why are we wasting like you being in San Jose on Mashi? We can get Mashi on the phone anytime. This is our chance to get President and CEO Chef Arbal John Sasso on the podcast. Oh, he's been busy in and out of meetings all day. He had, he had, he had the yacht the yacht technicians in earlier. Yeah, <laughs> true story. Yeah, he was. We recorded. We just recorded Quiet Speculation. Uh, I saw that a few days ago. So yeah, this was a good podcasting week for John. If you wanted him on. Interesting uh, tidbit about our origins in Magic Riley. We both bought the same starter deck. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't. I well, actually, I didn't buy it. There's a very important distinction here. Do you want to go first, or should I? You, you go first, then I'll then I'll finish up. So some some nerdy kids in the lunchroom when I was uh, 18 
or 17 maybe, in school were playing uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! And I had all my Yu-Gi-Oh! cards when I was a kid, like when I played like when I was like 9 or 10. I was like, oh, bust out some Blue-Eyes White Dragons, baby, let's go. And of course, Yu-Gi-Oh! had a massively power crept and changed hugely in that time, so my yeah. deck was pure garbage. But anyway... The kids over the table were playing this super dumb, weird game called Magic the Gathering. Sounds and I was like, that's, that's for nerds. There's yeah, no cartoon exactly, about yeah. Magic the Gathering. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. And then, um, But then I started playing it and I was like, ooh, this is functionally a much better game <laughs> than Yu-Gi-Oh! is. Crazy. <laughs> and I remember um, Oshin, who's the guy I ended up making Wimbledon videos with, which eventually escalated into how I got my job here. So it all, this is a, kind of the genesis of how we all got our careers here. I went to the bathroom and I was standing at the urinal. You know, jo- Johnson in hand. And Ushin sidles up next to me and says, so I um, I hear there's magic being played. Whoa. Like, Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, this right. is after hour. I'm screaming yeah, over after it's, dark. It's really rough light. Wow. Wait, okay. you're, you're, you're using the restroom and he comes up yep. behind you while you're actively yep. using the restroom and... So, no, I, no, he stands next to me and begins to also I mean, actively. Oh, use the okay, that I thought that okay. is a that's an egregious break of, of, the, of the, the urinal. Let me, let, let me, let me, yeah. let me give, let me give the listeners at home a preview of what this was like. So, imagine you're in a room. You know I don't room. think I anyone think needs it. Yeah, we, do we need this? And do we need this? Someone comes up behind, someone comes behind you and gives you the old. I hear there's magic. Yeah, that's awful. Played. No, we don't need that. Don't need right that at in the all. Ear, right in the air. And I was like, yeah, we play, like I'm not sure that Oshin went and played anyway. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, I bought a Doom Inevitable uh, starter deck, which up until moments ago, I thought was the first one you bought, Riley. But apparently there's more to that story. Well, yeah, a little bit a little bit more to it. It was the first one I ever owned, but I didn't buy it because I was uh, I was uh, studying sound engineering at a, at, a, at a college in Australia. Uh, and it turned out to be really hard. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of science <laughs> involved in that. And I'm very lazy. Um, but uh, as part of this, I met a, a bunch of kids. I say kids; they were a couple of years younger. They're like just fresh out of high school. Whereas this is this is the second course that I was working on, so I was a little bit older than them. Um, anyway, this, this group of boys uh, they were playing almost literal kitchen table magic, like dorm room magic, right? Anyway, so they're talking about that sort of stuff. And at this stage, like I'm super into D and D and a lot of other nerdy stuff. They're like that, but I never crossed the threshold into magic. But then one time they're like, hey, you got to play this game with us. You'll really like it. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a go. So I went back to the dorm with them and I was playing with and I was, and, and you know what? I was just like, I cannot play this game. I can't. If I give in, to, like if I start playing, that's going to be it. That's going to be like all my free time. I'm not going to have any time for anything else. I'm going to like, it's just going to overtake everything because I can see how good it is, see how much I'm going to love it, right? Yep. Entirely justified fears, it turns out. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, nah, come on, but you want, you should play though. Like it's really good, right? So I'm like, no, no, seriously, I'll come and play with your decks. I'll come and play with your cards. Like I'm happy to just like jam a couple of casual games, whatever else, but I'm not, I'm not getting into this. But then they bought me the blue white or the blue black uh, Mirrodin besieged or scars of Mirrodin uh, thing the one with psychosis crawler at the front doom inevitable or whatever you whatever was. they bought me that for my uh, for my birthday which is very very nice and they didn't have to do that um, but i know exactly why they did because they knew that as soon as i got my hands on that that was going to be it and now wow 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 i was right about it taking over my life because <laughs> here we are <laughs> um, so mine was kind of an involuntary uh, foray into magic but I tell you what once it like I was in a band I was studying so I dropped out of my course and quit the band and within a year like I was playing for Australia within you know 18 not even eight, no no I did my first I covered my first GP within like nine months of having started playing no no within that a year and a half right. within, within a year and a half yeah. yeah sorry so it was 2014 when I did my first GP and uh, yeah, just never looked back since then so um, yeah those guys they really got me got me real good your first one's always free and then they, yep. they yeah, do right? say, oh, hey, Riley, here yep. you go. Just, 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 just have a little bit. You know, take this deck for free. Yep. There you go. A starter pack. That's not if I'm you're a chump like me, I guess. You may, maybe you pay 15 bucks down at the local game store, yeah. I guess. <laughs> that's, maybe that's just me. Can you guys think of something that, act, like, what is it that keeps you coming back? What about Magic got your got its hooks into you? Um, I mean, it is just, like, the best game ever. ever. Well, is it the best game ever? I think... I, I think, think it is probably the best game ever made. I think it's the best game ever made. I think this is recency bias, though. You got, I think chess, you've got to say chess or go. Oh, God, no. No, no it is. I don't, no, no. Hundreds of years. I, I will like, say this. I don't, I don't, and this is just me. Mm. I, I'm not saying, I don't want to say this as, as a fact. In my opinion, mm. there is no game of perfect information that can rival uh, Magic because because one of the great elements of Magic the Gathering is the imperfect information you're supplied with. And, I, and about, trying to pick yeah. that apart is unbelievable. It's, and it's why people will say things like chess or goal or shogi or any of these games that are, uh, you know, backgammon or whatever, they've been around for centuries. Those are great games. No, no disrespect to them. But I, I, I find games of perfect information 
less fun for me personally. I, but I, you I, know, but you know, on, on an objective level, I'd say that chess or go or those any of those games are better. Is because the the thousands and thousands of hours of entertainment they provide over the hundreds of years they've been around. But I, I don't. First of all, Magic could rival that, particularly in the arena age, because you can play so much more of it. I mean, yeah. it, it, they're gonna catch up. And second of all, like chess, like really chess, because yeah, I, it's I, not people, that much fun, is it? People talk about chess. <laughs> and I wanna, I'm gonna say this, yeah. and I'm sure your scribe will correct me if I'm wrong, but chess strikes me as a game where if you memorize the most moves from any given board position that's how you win that's not really that's that's like a very very extended game of chess can be played me. correctly objectively and magic cannot and that really. and that drives yeah, me nuts right. i can't i can't deal with that as an actual game look magic's great really regardless whether it's the best second best whatever it, it, it is one of the best games ever made that's for sure but it, it's not really that that keeps bringing me back i mean i'm this is going to sound like magic a was cliche, the f- but it's just it's the people isn't it Magic was the first yeah. hobby I'd had. That, like, I'd had hobbies before. Like, I was super into basketball. I was super into music. That's all that. But, like, Magic was the first hobby I had that felt like it had an ongoing community. That I yeah. felt like yeah. I had a parlance and an understanding yeah. with millions of people around the world that I felt part of something. And that's actually, that is really special. Now, look, other games provide that. League of Legends provides that. You know, Fortnite provides that. Destiny provides that. Other games provide that. But for me, that was okay. That Magic was the one that got me there first, for sure. I would say... The, I, I agree with everything you guys are saying about the community. I don't think you need to play much magic to be part of that community, though, because I play no, very, you don't. very little magic at this point. So I don't know if that keeps me coming back to the game. What keeps me coming back to the game truly uh, is at this stage, I, I play far more limited than constructed. And in fact, I was just, mm-hmm. <laughs> I've just been DMing Huey like, hey, dude, should I build mono red? Is that a good standard deck? And he has confirmed it is indeed a good standard deck. Great article on it by Andrea Mangucci on ChannelFireball.com right now. How much is it going to cost to read that article? It's absolutely free. Well, that seems, that seems yeah. stupid. It's you, should a, char- you should start charging people. A for bargain at twice the price. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Now, some people, not everybody has the uh, Mashi Scan and delivery service for picking up his order of getting to walk down the hall. <laughs> but for most people, <laughs> Wait, delivery well, is still pretty quick. It's let, not quite as quick, but it's still pretty good. Let, let's be fair. I, I mean, I'm going to build this on Arena. I'm not, build, I'm not building a physical deck here. But what <laughs> keeps me coming back is I love draft, I love limited, and there's a new set. It's a new format. And yeah. I can tell myself, even though this this is not true, right? I don't play enough magic to be even at the mediocre level I was at before. But one of the things I tell myself whenever there's a new limited set is, hey, it's new to everyone. I can jump in. And there's a relatively level playing field, and I know I love draft. And that gives me – like every time there's a new set, I will start jamming some drafts just because – it's a game I already know, the rules I know, the game I love, but it's fresh, it's new, there's new cards. And I, yeah, I've really fallen off the me. wagon. I've fallen off the wagon with that a little bit. But there was a time, like even as recently as like a year ago, where I would jam in the first week before being out, I would do 60, 70, 80, 100 drafts. Wait, wait. You, you have that much time to draft while working for us? You quadruple queue him, baby. I just, That's the way to do it. Mm, Four monitors. That doesn't sound right, does Four, it, Riley? Like we're no, paying, no, him, we're not, paying him to work full time. I'm not getting into in internal. One I'm a contractor. Week, I'm not getting into week, internal workplace issues here. I just want. I'm just okay. Forget, forget Dennis for a second. Don't yeah. look at the screen. Okay. How much time do you think it it, it takes to to jam sixty to eighty drafts? That's a long time. It's a, it feels like a lot of time, doesn't it? Time. Do you, you know think, what it is? Research. It's research. Research for his job. No, no. Research for your job, maybe his. I don't. I'm just saying, like. Riley, do you think you could work 40 hours a week and dra- jam 60 to 80 drafts in that one oh, week? I'm so conflicted. Dennis is my best mate, but... Here's the thing. Boss, when you're, when you're, when you're recording some like low-effort podcast or you're having a one-on-one meeting with some chump over in Santa Clara, you can draft in the background, no problem. <laughs> That's <laughs> easy. You, you rack up those hours, no problem. <laughs> I just I don't feel good about this, Dennis. I think we should talk after this podcast. Just make sure. Yeah, don't worry. Yeah, sure. I'll, screen, I'll, yeah. Open, I'll open up yeah, Arena. Yeah, don't exactly. worry. Let's yeah, we can give, talk. Just give me give me time to get into a queue, and it's no problem. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of Scry Me a River, brought to you, of course, reluctantly by Channel Five. All right, all the all the trash has, has left. Okay, now now's the real jump. You know, I was afraid we weren't going to get to this part. No, I was we genuinely always, afraid. Yeah. Always, always, Riley. You know, Mushy, yeah, had a crack at me the other week. He 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 messaged. <laughs> He's like, hey, listen to the episode with Adam. I was like, yeah, did you like it? He's like, no. Where was the Sharazami River? I was like, dude, the episode was like 90 <laughs> minutes long. I didn't want to, ma- I mean, it's already hard enough to edit as it is. But no, I got chewed out for that. So, of course, we're never going to miss Sharazami River ever again. 
Welcome to Shara's Army River, the, the secret podcast within a podcast. It's how we close out after all the gutter trash that don't like listening to the ads is left. <laughs> Welcome to you, our favorite kind of listener, the ones who listens all the way through. Um, Loyalty. We, we've got a question actually that was sent in. This one, it's not video game related this time around, but it's it's a really it's a food related question. No, I think it fits. I think it fits Shara's Army really River does. perfectly. It though. really does. Just a, a, a pointless question that's going to provoke a lot of argument here. Marshy, this question comes in from Ryan Chen, and Ryan asks, if you take a lasagna and stack it on top of another lasagna, do you have two lasagnas or one, assuming both are baked to completion? Before anybody says anything, everybody take a second and decide in your head whether you think it's one or two, and we'll say them together. Okay, I mean, I think Riley, Riley did you ask me this in Phoenix? I think, I think, okay, yeah, yeah, so you know my answer. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah. I'm not going to change it. I, okay. I feel very confident. All right, I think... I think it's one. 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 Wait, I say two. What am I saying? One. Two. <laughs> no, sorry. Red. No blue. It's, no blue. I think it's... Um, it's one lasagna. Is that a holy grail joke? Yeah, of course it's what one lasagna. Is, what is your favorite color? Uh, red. red. No, Wait, blue. blue. <laughs> it's definitely one. It's it, one it, lasagna. 100% two. It's one. How? It's okay. two. It's one. It is one poorly made lasagna. Sure, oh, but it's still it's one freaking, lasagna. All right, so, Mushy, this is how are you ever going to separate it, mate? How this can is, you, like, so here's tuna. No, no, you could, you could, you could. There is now a top big cheese layer that is touching a pastry layer. You're never going to be able to separate them. Here, here's the thing about all these, like these, like is a hot dog a sandwich? Yes. Is, you know, is uh, is is cereal a soup? Yes. Okay. See, these questions to me, they they they. they Seek to subvert maybe colloquial identities for things or what we would what we would commonly know as a thing and say yes, but really can you can you distinctly define that thing to exclude or include this? And I think they're all BS. It's like art, right? I don't know art very well, but I know art when I see it. Or you know, like there's a famous Supreme Court um, ruling about uh, hate speech and pornography, and it's like, look, you, you know you know pornography when you see it, right? So like. When you start saying like, "Is a hot dog a sandwich?" No, a hot dog's not a sandwich. Because I know what a freaking sandwich it's is when I see it. No, that's BS. So if I stick this water bottle between two pieces of bread, is that a water bottle sandwich? Like, get out of here, mate. Are you going to finish that water bottle sandwich? I want to get in on that. Is that <laughs> so? My <laughs> point is, when you ask the question, if you take one lasagna and put it on top of another lasagna, how many lasagnas do you have? One. I understand it. I understand lasagnas are layered. That is. Two lasagnas. Because okay. your question was one lasagna and then another lasagna on top. Yeah. That's two lasagnas. No, it's not. Like, Mashi, if you take if you take if you take a glass of water exactly, that's exactly, the, and that's exactly pour, the thing I was gonna say. And you pour it into another glass of water, do you now have two glasses of water or one large glass of water? That's different. No, it's think, not. It's in no way different. No, no, because in in in, in my mind, and, and the reason the reason actually the reason I think that's very different is part of what this person said is they're baked to completion. If if they mm-hmm. if they had not been baked and he just simply stacked the raw lasagna on top of the other raw lasagna and then baked it one lasagna, your the water question is I think in this situation the lasagna is being baked to completion means you take one cup of water and then you stack another cup of water on top of it. You're not pouring it into a larger glass. You're stacking. No two. no no no. The lasagnas are in two lasagna dishes. You remove them from their containers yeah, and put containers. them into one deeper yeah. lasagna dish. That's two lasagnas. No, you, it's not. You've, you've baked two lasagnas. You can't lasagnas. separate them. You've baked two lasagnas. You can't separate them back into being two lasagnas. First of all, you probably can't. No, you definitely can't. Oh, you, 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 oh you my goodness. Can. There's no way but you can do that. here's the thing. You, now we have to test this. Now a, we have to test this. <laughs> you know, I'm not one to test this. I actually, I'm not a big fan of the lasagna, so I'm not one to you test You don't have this. to eat it. You're just going to separate it, man. My point is, I, look, I ain't baking two lasagnas to not eat lasagna. That's not, that's can not we, happening. Can, can, you, can you Uber Eats lasagna to the office right now? Where can we go? Where can we, The thing is, like... Buying a full lasagna is kind of a pain. Like we can Uber Eats a few slices of lasagna, but okay. Look, we don't need to do this on a practical level. We need to. Th- it's 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 very. It's a very simple question to answer. On Two a lasagnas. Obviously, one lasagna. It's one. two no, lasagnas. Let's 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 take a step back. Let's go for like a lasagna thesis kind of thing. If you had a, sl- a piece of lasagna and you removed one slice and replaced it with a piece of lasagna, a slice from a different lasagna, yeah. is that the same lasagna? Okay, wait. So you you you, t- you take a layer out. Yeah, and then you put yep. another layer in. Yeah, from a different lasagna. Yeah, is it the same lasagna. I th- lasagna thesis. I think I think that's one. Is it the same lasagna? No. Is it? But you're asking, is it one lasagna? No, no, no. We're, okay. What what the question is Wait. driving at is towards the transferability of lasagna. So here, here's here, here's 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 where, and this is what I'm getting at with the whole like sandwich or soup thing is like when you start to have when you, when you start to say to yourself taking again colloquially known terms 
or, or things we understand say, but what is the real definition of lasagna? Get out of here. Lasagna is lasagna. It's like, well, what is the real definition of soup? Okay, stop okay. Stop, no, stop it. You're wasting my time. Let's back up. Let's okay. back up to a point that you made here. Okay, okay? go. The point that you just made, I'm going to quote you verbatim here, Mushy. You said, lasagna is lasagna. And you know what, Dennis? I think that, more or less, Mushy's just hoisted himself by his own petard here. He, in his words, Mushy Scanlon, 2020, lasagna is lasagna. You get one lasagna on top of another lasagna, lasagna is lasagna. It's one lasagna so no. Th- no I'm glad two, you know what? two lasagnas we are able, two lasagnas and that's two lasagnas around. listen Marsha I'm glad we could nip this one in the bud all three of us yeah. aligned all three of us unanimous and you, know and you know what Marsha takes a big man what it is? takes a big person right takes a, it takes an enormous carbon based life form mm-hmm. to admit <laughs> and own up to them having made an error in judgment and I'm really glad that you've joined us in, in, on the, on the, on the, on the wait, wait, wait. truth and justice on the, the right side of lasagna history yeah exactly someone break down what hoisted on your own petard actually means what the actual meaning so of a petard was a, uh, a like a, a soldier I guess you'd call it I don't know I don't know what they're, they're a military unit from years ago and they used to carry around little barrels of gunpowder mm-hmm. and they would put them underneath a wall they were a siege they were a siege unit right uh, they were basically like a it's a bomber. Like they'd put a bomb and they'd light it and that sort of stuff. It was right? the Dorvan demolition team. Riley is des- is, des- is describing the Dorvan yes, demolition, demolition team. team. You're blowing up be, walls. To be hoist by your own petard is to have have the fuse or, or to be whatever, to be blown up by something you have self you have set. Yes, it's the exactly. Dorvan demolition team blowing itself up. Exactly. Exactly. So if you it, but if they're if they're packing under the wall, okay? okay. So they're packing these barrels under the wall and they pack one barrel under the wall they're sieging. And then they pack a second barrel on top of that. Is that two barrels or is that one one explosive device? That's two barrels. That's two barrels. What do you Dennis, what do you do thank you. Actually Dennis, you make a very good point. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, you, do know, you Dennis, know what? It takes it because takes a he's very counting big the barrels. He's not counting the gunpowder within. It. If you take one this pile of gunpowder <laughs> and get another pile of gunpowder and put it on the top of the first one, you have one larger pile of gunpowder, and that's exactly what we're talking about. Mushy, it's so good. You know what? You, you know what? You know what's crazy is on the one hand, I want to throw this to Twitter. On the other hand, Magic players love this whole like, what is the technical definition? Yeah, what is yeah, well, what technically so, yeah. is a lasagna that I'm going to get destroyed? I'm still going to do it. I'm still going to post it. This is two friggin' lasagnas. It's one lasagna. I'm glad we were all able to agree on it. Mushy's given us My idea is to have an objective. You know, you know the whole like, is the glass half full? Is the glass half half, half empty? Like philosophical question. Yeah. Well, can you can, you, dad, can you repeat that exactly as you phrased it? Just because I want to remember that. Is the yeah, is the glass half full? My dad. I did some tripping. I did some tripping. Um, is the glass half full or is the glass half empty? My dad, being the Eastern Bloc engineer he was, would always say, "Is simple. Wait, wait. Less is twice as big as needs to be." <laughs> <laughs> I thought I thought your father was an assassin for hire. Whoa, 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 well, you know that's, that's by the public bar. knowledge. Ooh, that's all. Sledgehammer's coming down. I was I'm really not. joking about that. Yeah, I'll, I'll edit that out. Don't worry about it. Anyway, we're done for this week. We solved a lot of problems. We answered a lot of questions, and we decided that one lasagna is one lasagna. So I'm glad we're all aligned on that. Two lasagnas, Marshy. Thanks so much for being on the show. It was my pleasure. I loved it. This it's, was a lot of fun. It's guys. been a lot of fun. Um, if you've got anyone else that fun. you would like to be on the show, please let us know. Tag them as well. Tag them and uh, oh yeah, and get us and we'll uh, get us uh, you know alerted to who you think would be a good fit for uh, as a, as and a look, striker. No, no, no shot is too high. Dwayne the Rock We're Johnson, Bernie, Sa- Rock the Bernie Sanders, oh, Sanders, whoever you want, we'll have them on. Bernie Sanders be a great get. I'd love to hear Bernie. I'd love to hear what Bernie Sanders thought about uh, the the lasagna, the Ryan Chen lasagna lasagna conundrum. Why stop with Bernie, just go straight to Trump. Well, that's, that's true. Really, Sitting president. That's really brought the mood down, hasn't it? That's really, <laughs> that's really brought the mood down. I'm the just, best. The best lasagna. The best lasagna. I'm going to edit all of this out. I'm going to edit all of this out. No, quick, Riley. No, express political opinions. No, go, go, go. Editing all of this I didn't out. bring up Bernie. Where did, we, where did we get to? Where did it all go wrong? Oh, sorry. Two lasagnas. Where were we at? Bernie Sanders. Invite guests. No, no guest is yeah, too invite high. Guests. Where do yeah. we want to go with it? Yeah. Yeah, and no, no, here, I got it. And no guest is too high. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, you know, Ben Affleck, anybody you want, we'll have him on. Yeah. Don't Wait, worry. Ben, we're not we're not too big for the boots. Ben Affleck. Yeah, Ben Affleck. What the? I mean, can you can you name a bigger Hollywood star? <laughs> where did, where He's did Batman. He was recently Batman. He hasn't been Batman in a, I mean, isn't it isn't it that uh, emo guy from Twilight that's Batman now? Who's Robert who's, Pattinson? Who's yeah, hot Robert now. Who's Robert hot? Pattinson's the new Batman. Who's hot? Let's get the director of Parasite on. Let's no, get uh, let's get that Australian guy, Taika Taiki. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. 
This Australian director talking Take it with you. The, yeah, the guy just went in. Now let's get Bong Joon Ho on. Let's let's. Dude, let's... that that guy's a baller. Have you seen his interviews? I have not. He's great. He does well, not to, give to... up. I'd love to be on one of his interviews. Let's all tag Bong Jun Ho and get him on uh, and get him on Scrum Review. He's, he's sweet. Anyway. No, he, he gives great interviews. So I, I would, I would. If we're crossing the, if we're crossing over, I really want to get, uh, I really want to get Hideo Kojima on here. Let's just do that. Oh one. yeah, you'd love that, wouldn't you? Jeez, the the indus, the the he, oh, it's a whole thing. Dennis will tell you. He, he wrote a bunch of video games. It's it's ridiculous. We don't. I mean, this podcast is already mm. ridiculously long. It's only going to get longer if Dennis starts talking about Metal Gear Solid. Thank you for Channel Fireball. Thank you, Channel Fireball, for sponsoring this podcast. Thank you to you, Scrybabies at home, for listening. And thank you. Uh, right in, much thanks for joining Karud us as well for the use of our theme song shine uh, go and listen to his job he's got a new album recently released in the last couple of months you should go and listen to it it's fantastic uh but that's it and thank you once again to mushy for being on the show it's no fantastic. thanks thanks for having me boys this was lovely and Appreciate thank you dennis you know what you're wonderful you're one of my favorite people on earth all right Psych. i am one of my favorite <laughs> <laughs> power move <laughs> got it two lasagnas two lasagnas it's one